This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. Never mind the bollocks, to paraphrase our chairman. It it's Swindon Town. Last weekend against Warsaw, Austin broke his duck and Hepburn Murphy ran amok in a clear clinical performance that sent more than one sad saddler back up the M6. And after Morfuni held court midweek, giving us much to think about, we're all asking Michael Flint to bring me sunshine as town travel to Walkham for a mid-September seaside special. And here to enjoy half of my lovely double cone ice cream from the Swindon advertiser is, of course, Joe Acklam. Hello, Joe. Hello, JR. You are truly a master at work. It's it's a joy to hear it live in stereo. Well, I will take it. I will take it very graciously. Yes, very, very good performance on the weekend. Very calming. Covered wonderfully in the last episode. Know that Rich certainly felt cool as a cucumber watching it. Is there anything else, uh, you know, to add? Are we finally, you know, away from the super exciting? knockabout fixtures are we finally taking control of games i mean it did feel like the way it did felt like um the sort of the the way that the center backs were using being used in particular did feel like they were um less aggressive perhaps you know you're no longer seeing yudoka goblin malifa making runs and playing up front for about 10 minutes at various stages it, it did feel like 
maybe they'd made a bit of a compromise between the fast attacking football and uh, not getting lynched on the counter quite so often. So uh, if Warsaw is to be a blueprint, I think that was that's that's probably what to take from it. It is important to note, you know, Warsaw became came and were very defensive and very and did as much as they could to congest the midfield. Um, I think teams would probably start doing that to Swindon quite quickly, having seen the number of goals they scored. But um, I mean, I, I think we'd all be happy to see the five frees continue. But uh, it probably a bit a bit calmer for everyone if if we are more like that side that played last weekend. I'm seeing some murmurings about some half term offers, and you know, if you want to get the kids interested, same as people have said over the past few weeks, give them a give them a crazy five three, and they'll be back every week, right? Well, it's it's very hard to turn down a football team that is is quite so gung ho and crazy. It's it's a lot of fun if you're going to like football in any way, then. It's going to be watching the games that happened earlier this season. You know, I don't think many people are going to get hooked watching Jody Morris football, put it that way. Now, I know we can't really get away from uh, away from going from Warsaw straight into Morecambe without acknowledging um, that we had the the eventual appearance of Clem Morfuni on a co-hosted on the sofa with the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge uh, this week. Um, I'm certain, I'm fairly certain that Rich will do a a longer episode on this kind of thing, but it does feel like there's been quite a parting of the waves. It's been quite polarising looking at the reaction to this um, online. People either seem very settled by uh, how relaxed and laissez-faire their various questions have been handled by a um, a certainly unbuttoned Clem Morfuni. Uh, others are thinking maybe it's raising more questions than answers. Certainly got some good uh, column space out of it over this uh, past week. What's just your initial reflections on on how that seems to have gone down? Yeah, I, I would agree. It's kind of one of those things that you can read into it what you want to read into it. You know, there was there wasn't an awful lot new in that conversation. I didn't think. Uh, not a lot that we didn't already know. Um, you know. If you weren't worried about Zav Austin, you're still not going to be worried about Zav Austin. But if you were, I doubt that's eschewed too many fears. And that was kind of the case across the board. I I felt personally, and as you mentioned, uh, we got a fa- we got a, got a fair few stories out of it uh, over the the coming days since, which is nice because uh, midweek gets hard when there's no football actually happening. So. You know, get get him more on more often on the uh, on the co- on the sofa. Yeah, I sort of came away thinking maybe for the first time, you know, that need to kind of process uh, what was said and kind of see if these uh, if these these promises or assurances will will bear fruit in the immediacy. So yeah, I am expecting some some follow up from uh, Rich on that, but must have been very exciting because that's you're not. Long into the the new gig, and Swindon stories are passing across sports desk and news desk between colleagues. So it must be um, must be kind of exciting, right? Yeah, it's it's a big group effort at the moment. Everyone, I hope, will have read uh, Daniel Wood's very very good exclusives from today, which I think his thunder was possibly stolen a little bit by by that interview because a few of the answers from from those stories did come up from things that Clem Morfuni said. So. Maybe not as impactful as they could have been, but I know he's been working 
incredibly hard on those stories even before I started with the Swindon advertiser and the you know, exactly the is is you know exactly the kind of things that uh, it's it's good that are being written there. You know, I, I can't say I had too much of a hand in them myself, other than sort of knowing that they were going on behind the scenes. But you know, it's 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 uh, it's an exciting time to be to have someone you know a a, co- a colleague to work with for a start. That's a bit of a new one for me, but uh, someone who's happy to sort of help out with the the areas that maybe aren't quite so much my expertise. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, uh, and uh, since we, or just before we were about to come on to record this one, um, one of the things that certainly did make a, a bit of a, a ripple was Clem Fooney's comments about um, using the Nigel Eady trust money to help buy the ground. I think that people were a bit offended um, about how maybe glib his response was, and there's been a statement issued to to clarify his his position on that uh, 48 hours later i'm not sure that those sorts of statements are going to change those positions of people who are still you know in their camps that they are i think it's still going to keep people pretty much in the same mindsets for the uh, for the interim isn't it no he's kind of had a few whacks at that statement hasn't he because he, i think he said it the first time there was a question that was brought up during the interview where he kind of walked it back so uh, no, I'm sorry about that. Um, and then he's he's had the formal statement of apology. So I think maybe uh, it continues to filter through potentially the the reaction to what was possibly a, a poor choice of words, if to to give him a benefit of the doubt or to not give him benefit of the doubt, maybe a a slight bit of contempt. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things that I, I mean personally, I wasn't thinking about. Oh, he needs to issue a statement on that. Um, because he'd already kind of, you know, said that, oh, well, maybe that wasn't specifically what I meant, and then it come again. It just doesn't really work for me personally. As you say, again, it's not really convincing anyone that two days later you then put out a statement on exactly the same thing that you already said. No, but hopefully it means that he'll be in touch a bit more often because it's nice to always get uh, to get some input from the chairman and many people on a certain side of the camp will be saying, why are we all being so negative? Why don't you just concentrate on how good we are doing on the pitch? So, you know, we can do that and we can talk a bit about more. We can talk about today's press at Beaversbrook, can't we? Yes. Um, in fact, at the county ground today, I think uh, potentially some flooding at Beaversbrook this week. So I believe the, the team have been training at the county ground all week. And uh, it meant for a slightly easier commute and a slightly better Wi-Fi situation. So I was made up to be back at SN1. Well, I should have known, really, because, yes, your audio sounded crisp and clear. So it couldn't have been a better There's no sound of a strimmer doing the edges or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, it was yourself. It was Andrew Hawes from BBC Radio Wiltshire. And I think at present that, that makes up a, a happy duo at Pressers at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, it does seem that way. Obviously, I, I believe I have been succeeded because if anyone does look at the, the total accounts, they have put out match reports for the last two games. But we are still waiting. I'm still personally waiting on uh, meeting my replacement at total. I'm excited to do so. If uh, if they are going to be covering Swindon the same way now, I mean, yeah, for, for the time being, it's just the two of us. Oh, your replacement? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's done by AI. Who knows? But uh, surprise, you haven't you haven't met them yet. But it's okay to have a 
have a happy two. You were, of course, joined by Michael Flynn. And I think maybe what I always like to get stuck into is hopefully good news on the treatment table and no real surprises, are there? No, it wasn't really a surprise, but it is certainly good news that uh, we didn't get the the weekly Tom Clayton injury minus one week uh, update specifically, but he was still on, he's still on the injury report, even though we had, I have seen him around the building and in various training uh, out garbs in recent days. But um, yeah, we, he's um, he's back. Liam Kinsella is fully back. Uh, there's no late fitness test or anything about it. Uh, um, Michael Flynn said we didn't want to rush him back in for sentimental reasons quite so much. Um, they were taking the precaution on that one, but he is fully ready to be involved this week. And I would expect that he would that that would mean he will be on the bench at the Mazuma Stadium tomorrow. That certainly is reassuring uh, stuff. I didn't know Mazuma was still going, but definitely still got an enclave out in Morecambe. It was squad photo week this week. Um, maybe looking one of the more sparser ones of more recent years, but uh, everybody turning out and looking wonderful and resplendent. Still getting that issue as to whether there will be anybody coming in on the free agents. Michael Flynn was saying there's some people in on trial. Yeah, we've had two trialists, although by the sounds of it, that that squad photo won't be out of date as quickly as we might have hoped. Uh, he said that two players had been on trial this week. Um, I think anyone who watched the the rather humorous uh, Life of a Kitman video will have possibly seen those two players lingering in the background at at Beversbrook, as there was uh, some more singing and japery was going on down there. So they've had two players in. Um, no offers made on either of them. Uh, the comment made by Michael Flynn was that they had um, pretty good pedigree for players of their age, which implies that both of them are pretty young. So uh, we've gone from what we can pretty much know for certain was Ryan Edwards and his experience looking at two younger players. But generally speaking, it was a pretty bad um, week in terms of free agent news um, as we've gone from uh, the, the hard offer that got very close before to um, Michael Flynn saying we might have to wait until January to get anything done which means that his uh, his pursuit isn't going particularly well at this point although he did say he's going to continue and taking it as a week by week to see what the situation is and they will continue to try but it doesn't sound overly hopeful well, it's, it's, it's only the 22nd of September and January does seem a very, very long way away. Um, it's quite it's quite sobering or stark to hear that it may even get to that stage. I do wonder why, you know, he would say that so up front. Um, I had kind of anticipated as many others that we might be enjoying, not quite a feast, but... People were certainly assured by the lack of transfer activity that there would be plenty of free agents out there that we could uh, make use of, but it seems that's that's not the case. Yeah, kid in the candy stores becomes sort of a wander in the desert, I think, it, by the sounds of things in terms of free agency. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really been thinking too hard about January quite, quite so quickly, but uh, the pursuit seems to be a bit of a head into a wall situation for Michael Flynn, maybe. Um, all those pesky players who are holding up for the League One clubs who 
aren't around is is really hampering them and it does not appear that that's going to get resolved too quickly it's kind of like you know uh, last after last january when we we all knew we were short in the kind of the lewis ward situation where after two or three weeks you kind of stop expecting anything that was my point of view anyway um so yeah so i'd kind of got to the point without this statement that i was thinking well maybe we actually aren't going to get anyone and it does appear that flynn is there so I imagine the tactic is just sort of pray that the Saturday, Tuesdays that are coming up next month don't kill us because it feels like they probably will. Yes, certainly does. Now, this this seems like a good opportunity to use um, and you know, much more bountiful now that you're in your, your new role. Um, it'd be a good time to go fairly early to have a listen to your questions. I know that you had a, a shout out on... BBC Radio Wiltshire on the weekend, or a shout out. But shall we have a listen to your exchanges with Mr. Flynn? Let's do it. On that um, contracts topic, um, at what sort of point do you start thinking about extending the players who are already here? You know, obviously you're looking outside, but no. yeah, look, I'm already thinking of it. To to put it like that, now, when the talks start and and negotiations start happening. Look, it's still early days. You know, you you want to just focus on what's in front of you at the minute. Um, if you start talking about contracts for one, somebody else might feel out of place, for example. And and it's a tough. It, this is probably one of the biggest challenges, and is the timings of when to do it. You know, for example, if just say Jake, Jake Young was our player, and we didn't start negotiating with him until say February, but he's got twenty five goals. The likelihood of it is he's not going to sign because he's going to be a free agent at the end of it, and he's going to get a lot more money and a bigger, a higher, a higher level. That's the likelihood. Now, it's about getting that timing right, um, and also making sure that it doesn't upset the apple cart or it doesn't detract from the player's sole focus, which is to doing well at that moment. So yeah, it is a tough one. But I'm I'm thinking of it now myself, um, and we'll wait and see. Obviously, it's you, know, you can't put a date on it specifically. But when would you expect that there there might be any movement towards extending any player? Uh, look, you you get around to I'd say the beginning of December time, and that's when I think personally things should start happening. Um, whether or not that does is, is a different story. It depends, you know, agents get involved, all different matter of things. So, yeah, you know, it's not just, right, we want to offer you a contract. Yeah, great, I'm going to take that contract. Done, you know, it is. It tends to be a little bit of, uh, a little bit more work than that. And hopefully the ones that we do want to keep, we try and make it as a smooth process as possible. I've been listening to a couple of Derek Adams' press conferences this week. He seemed quite pleased that he could maybe play mind games of what he would do in the absence of Michael Mellon because obviously he's played, I think, played 90 minutes in every game as a sole striker. Is that kind of unsure, knowing what they're going to do, change your preparation? Not at all. Cool? Not at all. I'll just focus on what we do. Um, <clears throat> when we see their team, we'll have a look. You know, we, we know their style of play. Um, so whether it's Michael Mellon or somebody else, it's going to be quite similar because the majority of the team is going to be similar. I think uh, Rawson could be back as well. He's a big presence for them. 
so um, yeah, we just concentrate on what we can do and how we can hit them, and uh, hopefully that gets us three points. It's kind of away from Swindon, but a bigger thing that interested me this week that Mikel Arteta was saying that he was forced about on several occasions substituting his goalkeeper and like not necessarily having a settled number one. Is that something you've ever thought? Never, never. Um, not unless it's a big loss of form. You know, I remember at Newport, we had two number ones, I would say, Nick Townsend, Joe, Joe Day, or Nick Townsend, Tom King, at times. And the level they showed over, over the season, you know, there was, was only really an injury that would cause me to change it um, because they very rarely had a loss of form that would cost you over and over. So, yeah. It's, it's one of them again last season Owen Evans was fantastic and um, I had no no need to to change the goalkeeper it's one of those things that you see in particular in goalkeeper consistency is quite important I think consistency for the pitch but yeah goalkeeper is a specialised position as we know and um, yeah for me Murph has been a breath of fresh air and he's been uh, very good so far so um Lewis will have to be patient. Hello, everybody. Summer is here, and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch, you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it, okay? So don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Hi LSPod fans, it's JR here, enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with Muck Delivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So yeah, a good time to to address these things because if you're if you're not making moves in the free agent market and you're not um, you're not having much success uh, transfer wise, I guess the next logical conclusion is to actually tie down the talented players that you do have. Um, he seemed quite cautious. He seemed almost almost parental in terms of talking about contracts. I do understand it's um, it's a fine balance, but. Uh, I don't know what did you what did you think to that response there? Yeah, he's had quite a parental press conference, really. A lot of a lot of chat that we'll be getting to about sort of uh, fathering players, and he definitely seemed to think that about the contract situation, which kind of brought up because I think 
after the last game was the first kind of round of we need to tie X player down to a longer contract. So here we are. If we're not going to be using the wakeling money on new players, we may as well use it on the ones we've already got. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sign that. It's going to be too quick either, but not that you would expect it to be necessarily. But it was definitely the sort of, well, we need to make sure it's right for them as well. So there is definitely, as you said, that kind of um, obligation. He clearly feels like he has to his players to make sure that uh, they're being done, run, uh, been done right by. Uh, but uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. There's, there's, I think there's a fair few who will be out of contract who are, I think would be quite useful to pick up already. Particularly, we can say Fraser Blake, Tracy, or Romeo Hutton. If we can try and tie them down to another year or two, that would be quite nice. I don't know if I should read too much into the fact that his illustrative example was of somebody that we had on loan, but he's asking us to imagine the hypothetical as if they were a contracted player. I mean, I think the other things we've heard about Jake Young probably wouldn't uh, be able to read too much into that one, but you know, if you want to, then it's, it's a lovely book to be reading. Uh, if, thinking about being able to tie Jake Young down to a slightly longer deal. Um, you know, maybe they could be working on that one too, uh, ahead of a, a January window. But I, I think he was just more of a, a situation where you're not mentioning a specific contracted player as opposed to um, as opposed to anything else. Well, looks like for yet another week we'll be down to the bare bones. We'll have a fairly good idea of what the lineup will look like um, tomorrow in or by the time some people listen to it, it might even be today at Morecambe, such is the turnaround. Um, I think a lot of people probably expected that Morecambe are in a you know state of decline and that they would be spiralling, but it's been reasonably mixed fortunes uh, in League 2 so far. They've had a great home record, but I think it bodes well that um, they're going to be without a, a key man, their loney, uh, Michael Mellon, uh, son of Mickey, who was a Tramier manager just earlier last season. I think he got sacked about February, March time. Um, but he's suspended, so they're without the key man up front. But I don't think Michael Flynn was necessarily taking that as being a um, the gift horse that we might all perhaps hope it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, listening to, as I said, I've been listening to some Derek Adams just to kind of fill a couple more stories uh, this week and he seemed pretty gleeful about um, having played Liverpool under-21s, the fact that uh, he'd been able to play Michael Mellon and not really show his hand in any way in terms of what he's thinking of doing a striker. He seems to he seemed to be thinking about it as quite a big or some level of upper hand over Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn not saying it in really the same way. He was like, well, you know, I'll play someone up there and it'd probably be the, the same style of play anyway. So, do what you want, which which is which is a nice attitude to go into the game to. Um, but as, as you mentioned with Morecambe, I mean their home record is really quite impressive this season. Even if their away record is pretty horrendous, so uh, it might not be quite quite such an easy thing, even if they don't have uh, Mellon in the team. Yeah, my cousin will be uh, wanting to forget that, but of course, uh, Derek Adams and Michael Flynn. They're in opposite dugouts in a in a Wembley playoff final. Of course, I'm sure they won't want to lose face between each other. That being said, I listened to that same uh, Derek Evans interview on their socials 
And I think it's fair to say that he was actually quite complimentary about Swindon, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was very complimentary about uh, certainly the attacking flair which Swindon played with. He identified the kind of energy in the team, which again, no good scouting there, Derek. Um, but uh, he, he didn't want to commit to um, praising Charlie Austin too highly. Now, uh, I think I know a thing or two about that particular uh, line of thought. And I've got to say, Derek, try and stay out of his way on Saturday. But um, but yeah, he was he was very complimentary about the way Swindon have been playing. And uh, I think he's, as many managers probably are, um, playing Swindon and quite excited by just the game of football that they might be on show this weekend. It should promise to be a good one. You've got you've got two teams that, well, like I say, it's it's going to be quite a fortress at the uh, Mazuma Mobile dot com stadium or whatever it would the jingle would go with all of their their Mazuma Mobile recycled phone dosh. Um, but yes, and I think that it probably, in a weird way, I think it settles my nerves that uh, Michael Flynn isn't taking things for granted and he's he's prepared for. Significant threat, no matter what they've got up their sleeves. Yeah, I think the one thing we can say for certain about what Michael Flynn's going to be thinking, it's very rarely going to be taking things for granted. As I mentioned a few times, he's just definitely seems like a very determined and very serious person. And uh, even if Swindon a couple goals up, he won't be taking anything uh, as given. Uh, which, to be fair, after the the way Swindon played in various games this season, is quite a sensible approach. Let's talk a little bit about your question about goalkeepers. Um, yeah, I think it was a reasonable question. It's, of course, coming back on the back of uh, Mikel Arteta um, having two potential number ones um, with his new friend from Brentford in. And thinking about, of course, Lewis Ward's place um, in the side, he felt more than just a, a number two to... Jojo Woolacott, you felt like somebody who was um, a realistic competitor towards the end of that season uh, under Ben Garner. He managed to uh, leapfrog and keep his place, although maybe people always speculate as to what was really going on there. Um, that's obviously for history and for pub debates. Um But Michael Flynn seemed a bit, a bit cool on that, even though that's, as he freely admitted, that's a system that certainly seemed to uh, provide dividends at Newport. Yeah, I, I I do need to stress, I was in absolutely no way suggesting that Swindon should be thinking about doing that with Mahoney and Ward. Um, I think Mahoney's played incredibly well and in no way should be questioned. I, I think I should probably mention that. But um, I just thought it was quite an interesting point of the week. Uh, Michael Flynn has mentioned before that he's... Um, I think, don't know if it's necessarily friends, but on fairly reasonable terms, Mikel Arteta as a coach so you know potentially that would be something that maybe he had thought about um he, he definitely said that he kind of had a situation with two number ones at Newport but was you know, very he still felt it was very important to stick with with one and not try and play with their head in many ways and I just thought on a, on a footballing level uh, it, it's quite a strange part to have come out of the last week in terms of what Arteta was saying and I kind of just wanted Flynn's take on it um, I I didn't I didn't want I wasn't necessarily wanting to hint towards Mahoney and Ward because it's very much not my belief that we should be trying to sprinkle in Ward personally. 
No, but I think there is an argument, wouldn't you say, um, unlike in some seasons like where we had somebody like McCormack as a very clearly defined number two behind the low knee, that you know, a little bit competition or having somebody who's perfectly capable and willing to step into the shoes if it's not working for you is only going to keep that great Mahoney form uh, going, isn't it? Yeah, I do. I do think there's definitely that element to it. I don't know if anyone remembers sort of the um, Costel Pantelamon years at Manchester City where Joe Hart kind of just needed to be taken out for one game and then come back in again and then he'd be fine after a bad run. So uh, there is potential of that and Lewis Ward has of course shown before that he's capable at this level if not necessarily um, thriving. I think certainly uh, w- wants to be a number one. So if, if you can kind of convince him that that is a possibility and that probably is also positive for his own motivation but um, I, I, I think Murphy Mahoney seems to be coping with life very well as, as a pretty unquestioned number one because of course it took Ward a fair amount of time even into the season to actually even earn a contract here. Yeah I was going to say at least he should be getting some kind of some kind of relief to at least have a squad number and to have uh, a regular income because yes that took a exceptionally long time to go through and not only that i do believe that we are treated to a very esteemed player guest at the end of all of this yes we were it was a low strangers fan favorite tom Bruett came in for a meeting first time we've seen him in a couple of weeks and um it would be pushing it a little bit to say he was on sparkling form but it was it's always nice to see the big old slab, especially playing against his old team. Yes, I think we should have a little listen to your questions to Tom before we carry on, shall we? Just if you, when you've been involved in the more high-scoring games, like a Sutton or a Wrexham game, what are you thinking in those games as defender? Because everyone else is having a lot of fun, but imagine those games are probably more testing for you. Yeah, obviously, you, as a defender, you're still part of the attack, so you're enjoying the goals going in as well, but... Like I say, it's my job to lock up the back door and um, at times maybe put the reins on players when we are playing so freely. Yeah, and then um, just a, a silly one to end on. Um, John was doing some more singing I saw in the training ground this week. Who's a better singer, him or Doubt? <laughs> Doubt by a mile. <laughs> but John is a good performer, to be fair to him. Yeah, now I was a little bit disappointed that, uh, you know, when, when Tom Brewitt was... was grilled about his time at Morecambe and has to be said by the way, a lovely speaker as I think we said nearly all of these ex-Premier League Academy players are people can people can debate as to how much they show their elite academy quality on the field but in the media room that coaching is absolutely paying off there but I was hoping for some stories of you know, donkey rides and carousels and I don't know, meeting Meeting people on the town, he was he was a little bit coy about his time at Morecambe. I felt. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. I don't think he was necessarily in a mood to reminisce or go into extreme depth. I, I said to Andrew afterwards that I thought he'd done particularly well to even get the uh, the amount of time at the interview that he did, because uh, he was had to be loaded with quite a lot of questions. I think uh, Brewitt kind of deferred to his um, let let me get out of here part of the media training which i'm almost certain is on the curriculum yes well so concise um polite uh well-spoken articulate uh answers but 
definitely trying to seem to uh, to hurry it all hurry it all along. But yeah, most importantly, uh, the same as we should be um, enjoying the the spectacle of Swindon. He is he is enjoying his football, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I've, he's he said it before when we spoke of him previously that he feels like this system does really suit him quite well as is the middle of the centre back um, and the license to be a bit more aggressive in defending. Um, I think at times early on, maybe he was overstepping that a little bit and we saw a couple of mistakes. But in the last couple of weeks, he's he's been incredibly solid. And I think we are really seeing a vastly improved Tom Brewer and possibly uh, slightly less. And thankfully, given what we said about the free agent search, but uh, he's proving that maybe the, the search for a centre-back doesn't need to be as desperate as possibly a few weeks ago we thought it might be. I suppose uh, as that that time scale ticks down, and like you say, we didn't get an update on the uh, the Clayton uh, approach as to how ready he will be. Um, the more familiar the three of them are going to be at the back. There's Harrison Minton to factor in as well. So perhaps it's going from one of those positions that we were all very worried about to being one of the one of the lesser concerns. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I think I think there is still potential room for concern. Um, we, we're yet to see necessarily what Ben with two ends, Ward, can do. Um, he's not had a lot of pitch time since a bit of a shaky start, so I, I think we definitely will be seeing him very soon, because Notts County and Bradford Week is just around the corner at this point. Um, so I, I think we, we possibly can just about get by. I think there is, there is, but there are definite questions about, especially in Bruett's position, I'm not sure necessarily who would be the best suited to play in the middle of a back three when you look at our other centre-backs they all seem to be better suited to playing on the outside of it I think Ben with two ends Ward he would be a teammate of the aforementioned Michael Mellon wouldn't he we could have had some some insider info if uh, A he wasn't suspended and if B Ben Ward was likely to play yeah, I'm sure they can have a lovely catch up uh, with Michael Mellon in the stand and and Ben with two ends, uh, possibly whilst whilst he's warming up because I'm not sure either of them are going to be on. Well, we know that Michael Mellon won't be on the pitch, and I'm not certain that Ben Ward will be on the pitch for very long, even if he is. No, no, certainly not. And I think I can fairly, fairly confidently um, imagine. The exact lineup will be much the same, um, especially if the injuries are exactly as they are. One thing that didn't come up um, in all of the press, I don't know if it was talked about off mic, is uh, is the ongoing case of Rushon Hepburn Murphy. But perhaps, perhaps maybe the the media feeling is the same as a lot of us that that utility coming off the bench and frustrating people with 20 minutes or so to go is is his ideal. Yeah, I think we've we've talked with with Flynn Witt about Hepburn Murphy uh, a couple of times now. You know, obviously he had an incredible impact once again off the bench against Walsall. Um so I I think we have asked in terms of, you know, is 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 he knocking on the door of the first team? And I think the answer is pretty much yes, but I I don't think and I don't think from what anything I've heard that uh, Charlie Austin or anyone else's position in that attack is particularly under threat at this moment, but we will definitely see that when we get into October and the real slog properly starts. 
he would be ripe for a start against Reading in the Papa John's or whatever the, uh, I think it's sponsorless, isn't it? Whoever is up for sponsoring that competition is. 700 tickets sold, Joe. Can you believe it? Uh, well, as someone who's never seen us play Reading in a competitive fixture before, I'm very excited for that one. But yeah, a lot, a lot of scabs uh, coming back over the barricade for that game. It's it's too mouthwatering. Twenty one years in the making. Yeah, I agree. I know that Dan is very excited about it as well, and it's about ten miles from my house, so I did think I'd have a bit more time to think about it. But there's supposed to be more on the way. But yeah, that could be a way for him to cut his teeth. But that. That is a whole different competition. This is all about League Two, baby. And I'm I'm kind of anticipating that this is going to be a, a hard-fought game. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that we will pick up three points. I don't think it's as, as easy as many people who might have booked their away travel at the time maybe were thinking. Yeah, I think uh, anyone who listens to this press conference would have heard Michael, Michael Flynn say the word tough tough about six times in the space of two seconds when referring to Morgan. Uh, he was he was absolutely hammering home the point that it's going to be a difficult game, as he usually does, to be fair. But he was um the the word tough, I think he said tough place to go, tough team, tough. Um it was a bit like the scene in the Simpsons movie when uh they're describing um how many people they need to be guarding the barricades of Springfield. Um we need tough, tough, soft, tough, tough. And uh, that's what Morecambe are going to be like, I think. Um, because I was there and I was listening and he said, tough an awful lot. A delicious reference. I love it. Um, I'm enjoying uh, hearing about Rich's uh, DVD collection, Caravans. We like, to, we like to compare DVD libraries of places to stay. And the Simpsons movie, that would be a perfect addition to them. Okay, right. I'm feeling... The responsibility, Joe. I'm feeling responsibility about predictions time going into tomorrow's fixture. And seeing as you have the upper hand, I'm going to let you go first. What do you think will be the score tomorrow? Well, as we all know, I'm a cup specialist in these matters, so I'm I'm pretty foot off the gas at this point in terms of actual predictions. But I'm I'm quite excited. I think it's going to be a good day for Swindon. I think I'm going to go three 0 Swindon. That sounds like a very good day. Yeah, you could be you could be the Michael Flynn of predictions. How about that for you? Um, I'm fe- I'm feeling like it could be a optimistic one, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be very tight. So I think I'm going to go for as tight as you can get a very narrow one nil smash and grab at the seaside, Punch and Judy style. I mean, as long as we can get out with our three points, I don't mind the, the long old drive it's going to be. But I'm personally very excited because I've, uh, I've very rarely been as far north to watch football as I'm going to be tomorrow. So I'm, I'm personally looking forward to it. So you should be. I've heard, I think it's called the Royal Oak and Barrel is the official fan zone. It's uh, right on the seafront and you could, um, you know, you could enjoy... The hospitality there, perhaps not yourself. You might just be enjoying a sandwich in the in the media room. But I hope that it's going to be um, a lovely day out for everybody. And yeah, I'm definitely looking. Looks like we're both looking forward to the three points, come what may. And I think that after this week, um, people could do with that tomorrow, couldn't they? 
Yeah, I think we can we could definitely do with the the good times on the pitch rolling on. Otherwise, this off field stuff might start to take over even more. Well, all that stuff can wait for midweek for when Rich returns. But until then, Joe, thank you, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Jr. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.